Hey everyone, welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from the other JK. I am joined as always by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? We're so happy to have Bill here. Bill, are you excited to be here again? I am always excited to be here. Yes, can't wait. Um, so tonight we have a special topic for those of you who are hardcore fans of whatever. Bill, what is tonight's topic? Well, tonight's topic is newer albums released by older artists. So, you know, those artists who've been around for ever are making, well, new albums. Yes. Whether it's a good thing or bad thing, we'll leave that up to you. Yes, we will. So, but I will lead off tonight. So basically what the whole premise of tonight is, there have been many albums, uh, many artists of the course of their career, like such as Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, you know, other are artists of certain time periods of uh, music history. And basically, we're we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about newer albums, newer releases by these older artists that we think are just that good. You should definitely check them out, no matter what. I'm going to kick the show off tonight, if that's okay, Bill. That is more than okay. It is your channel. It is my chat. Well, you're a part of it, though. Right? We're all inclusion here. Everyone's, uh, everyone's welcome here. Yes, they are. I'm going to start off tonight by talking about an album that came out in 2018, but none other than, none other than Sir Paul McCartney, Egypt Station. Now, full disclosure, full disclosure. This was the album that got me into Paul McCartney's solo career. I had not heard any of his material solo. I heard Wings, but I mean, as far as a solo artist goes, I have not heard anything like this by any artist today. This album from start to finish is incredible. It was widely regarded as one of the best albums of 2018. It should have been nominated for at least a Grammy or two. And it got no light at the Grammys. It got, it got it received extremely well by critics. And then it vanished, unfortunately. Um, there, I've talked about this album once before on our YouTube channel. And I've talked about how I love this album so much. I remember when they were first promoting it. There, there, the, Paul McCartney's Instagram page, they wiped all of his posts off. They deleted all of his posts. And there was pictures of like a, a triangle with a, a circle around it signifying, oh, there's going to be a new Paul McCartney album coming out. Woo. And it was really something cool. I got to tell you the truth, Bill. This album is highly underappreciated by today's standards. It's that good of a record. Like, I just want to read off the track listing because it's so good. It makes me feel like I haven't heard an album this. I, I, I've not felt this good with a record a modern record in a long time. I've been, when I, and I, I, I streamed this album from start to finish. I have a CD copy of it that was released uh, for free by, because uh, if you saw Paul McCartney, you had the tours beforehand, they, they released this album straight to you um, on um, a, via your mailing address. And I, yeah, I got it for free. But I have to tell you, Bill, this album, it's a loose concept album for those of you who are keeping track at home. It's a loose concept album. It's, it's called Egypt Station, which is like a train going on a, tra- a railroad ride, and it's, open, it's stopping at different stations, and different, each station is its own song. So the opening instrumental called Opening Station is 42 seconds long. It sounds like you're in a busy section. It's just an instrumental that just gets, sets up the mood for the album. I don't know is a great start to this album. Come on to me as a funny, raunchy love song. Happy with you. One of the best songs he's done. So whole solo career. Who cares what the idiots say? I do. Fa. Yes. F U H. Fa you. That song, ladies and gentlemen, is a bop. I love that song. Confidant is a love song to the guitar. People want peace. It's about the Palestinians. Hand in hand is like a, like a wedding song. Dominoes back in Brazil is about his literally being back in Brazil. Uh, he played it live in Brazil too. Do it now, Caesar Rock. Despite repeated warnings, Station Two is another instrumental. 
And then it ends on the, on the longest song on the record, the second longest song with Hunting You Down Naked and Ceiling, which is a melody. This album was his first day, his first number one on the Billboard 200 since 1982's Tug of War. Bill. Really? It was his first number one album since 1982. It was so good. And then everyone forgot about it. <laughs> everyone forgot about it. Well, I wanted to shed some light, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you all that this album is that good. You have to listen. If you're a, a fan of Paul McCartney, if you're a fan of like modern rock, if you're a fan of just pop, funny pop rock songs, this is an album to check out. Egypt Station is a modern masterpiece of an album. And it gets over, it got overlooked so quickly because it's a quote unquote new Paul McCartney album. Bill, have you heard this album before I go off on another tangent? Unfortunately, I have not. But Damn you. you told me about it. It's so good. And I know you're a big Beatles guy too. Yeah, because you know what? <clears throat> We've talked about before late career hits are very rare. Yes, absolutely. Late career hits are very, very rare. Like, it's like, you know, if you're a, if you're someone like Paul McCartney, it's just, okay, we don't care about the new shit. Dance, monkey, dance. Give us, you know. Exactly. Give us the hits. Yeah, give us back in the USSR. Give us Band on the Run. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, when I went to go, when I saw him, I remember he goes, I get kind of a um a consensus of what song you're excited for and which songs you're kind of eh about. When I play like an old Beatles song, you get <coughs> excuse me, folks, I, I'm getting over something. Relax, not COVID, not COVID. Um, but he gets his, you know, you get all the lights out. But if it's a new one, it's black, it's dark, it's night up there. Yeah, and what 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 Bill is referring to is the um, the um, what do you call it? The uh, the phones come out for an old Beatles song, but unfortunately, when like a new song comes out, they don't record it. Well, I don't care. I recorded it for you and come on to me the most recent time I saw him. It was so fun. When you saw him just recently. I did. I saw him in two. I saw him this he year. Play anything from Egypt Station. He played two songs. He played the two big songs off it, which were "Come On to Me," which he's been playing a lot <coughs> since 2019, 2018. Um, he also played "For You," which I got to tell you, it went over so well. The audience, the audience didn't really know what it was, but I don't think he cared because he's like, "Look, I want to put music out. I want to play music live." That obviously not all of it because like you, know, you got to have a good balance, but like. I want to play music that I want to play live, not just what's commonly known as like, let it be band on the run, live and let die. I'm so happy he played for you and come on to me. I wish he played. I don't know. Cause that's a really good song too. It's like, I don't know. It's like a, a song about like struggling and the day-to-day life. It's just that good of a song. Like this album is so overlooked and I'm still hooked. Up. I still listen to it. And it sounds fresh still 2018, nope. 2022 now. Still, it's that Bill. It's that good of a record. Like, I'm surprised it was. It was, like, it was widely regarded as one of the best song albums of that year by critics. Like, it got like huge critic scores and all this other stuff. But it, it just didn't stick around. Unfortunately, it's very very sad. And Paul McCartney did like it, all this work with it. It's it's such a like it received a 75 out of 100 by music critics. And every, Rolling Stone gave it four out of five stars. Uh, it, it, it's an incredible record, guys. And, and yet no one really cares a lot about this stuff because they love the Beatles, Wings, stuff like that. Whereas Paul McCartney, the dude has put out so much other good content outside of all that stuff too. Say, say, say anyone? He has never played that live. Say, say, say. Wasn't the co-wrote with Michael Jackson one? Yeah, he doesn't play that anymore. He's ever. never, he's never played it, which I'm surprised at. Well, maybe because Michael Jackson is no longer with us, that could have something to do with it. 
That could be a factor as well. I, I don't know. But... It, it does have a... I think it also has to do with the fact that Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney weren't exactly on the best terms. That is true. That is true. Because of so, the whole Beatles catalog. That all, but we're not going to get into that. But that's a, look that up online if you haven't looked that up. It's really interesting. When Michael Jackson bought all the Beatles songs and <clears throat> him and Paul McCartney were not exactly on speaking terms after that. Yeah, they were not on the best, the best terms. Yeah, he goes, hey, Paul, guess what? I just bought your songs. But yeah. yeah. I don't know if Paul now has the rights to the Beatles songs. Do you think he does, JT? Or how does- I mean, I, I don't know if he does, but I, I will say that, that it, buying them back, though, in astronomical figures is ridiculous because he wrote them for nothing, and now he's just like, I want to buy a Hard Day's Night for $500,000. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's interesting. But Egypt Station, though, check it out if you have not heard Egypt Station by Paul McCartney. This is a fantastic record start to finish. I Actually, a friend of mine. Just a friend of mine who lives kind of far from me. Um, he uh, he said when this album first came out, this is the only thing he listened to for like literally weeks. It's that addicting. It's that good of a record, guys. You have, if you like Paul McCartney, you like Beatles stuff. There's some Beatley type of songs. There's Wings type of songs on this record, but it's just it got overlooked completely because it's a brand new album from him. It's one of the most recent releases. So, but it's that good. Paul McCartney, thank you for pointing out this album. Seriously. So that's my first pick is Paul McCartney's Egypt Station from 2018. Bill, what is your first pick? All right, JT, you are going to love me for this one. Oh, Bill, I love you, buddy. And by new, okay, this this album is about 10 years old, but you know what? We'll count it. What do you got? Our show, our rules. Yes, our show, our rules. Facts, though. Wrecking Ball by Bruce Springsteen. Let's talk about Wrecking Ball by Bruce Springsteen. That's a great album, too. I'll let you talk about it, though. I I think it's it goes back to sort of like his blue-collarly, you know. New Jersey feel. It, it sort of has like that blue-collar New Jersey feel. Yeah. I don't know if you agree or disagree with me on that. It kind of has like that blue-collar New Jersey feel. Yeah, it does to an extent. It really does. Like, you know, the opening track of the song... We take care of our own. Yep. Take care of our own. It's so good. I like that one a lot. Wherever this flag's flown, we take care of our own. It's a great song. Fun fact. I, You know, we hate getting political here, but this is an interesting fact. Yeah. You know, Obama, during his 2012 re-election campaign, actually used this song in his rallies. Yeah, I, I actually Obama I, won. The sales of the song went up over four hundred percent. That's crazy. I remember that actually. I, remember, I was really young, of course, but I remember that. And and also, Joe Biden used this as his walk-on music. He used we. He did. He used. We take care of our own. In uh, like on rallies and stuff, when he came on stage, they played the song. It's just. Would you say, be honest with me, would you say The Wrecking Ball is a political album or? Uh, it's probably his most angriest album he's ever put out. As far as like, there's some songs in there about the recession that we had in 2008. There's some songs in there about like working man struggles and whatnot. Like, you know, he, Jack of All Trades is one of, the, one of the ones on there. It's like really about that stuff. So You're like, turn on your wrecking ball. Yeah, that, that's about the wrecking ball. That's about New Jersey. That's about him. The the, the demolition of MetLife State of a giant stadium. Really, that's about. He put he debuted it at the first show of five shows they used to close down. They used to close up giant giant stadium. And of course, my favorite song from the album, "Land of Hope and Dreams." It's a great one. This yeah. song was actually, it actually first gained popularity in 2012. They played it for the, um, for the promotion of Major League Baseball for their 
for their whatchamacallit, for their postseason that year. Yeah. For their postseason that year. Um, and and then after the um and then after the um whatchamacallit, um after the after the um Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. He played he played this at the Hurricane Sandy benefit, such as the telephone and the 12-12-12 concert. I remember watching that live. And you know what my favorite line of that song is? Which one? Well, tomorrow there'll be sunlight and all this dark will pass. It's a good line. Very good. His lyrics have always stood out to me, no matter what they were. I've always liked his lyrics. Yeah, me too. It's a really, really good record overall. I, I I haven't gone back to it in a little while, but it's a really good record overall. I mean, the Wrecking Ball is great. So it's one of it's very underappreciated. I mean, he plays a lot of stuff off it not lately, but like, um, he played Land of Open Dreams a lot. He'll play Death to My Hometown a lot in his most recent tour. Um, he played Wrecking Ball. He played um, We Take Care of Our Own a couple of times too. Now, those are the big songs off the record but yeah so good pick i mean i i love this record too it's a, one of my favorite of his favorites of his later career so okay i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna take a little liberties with the um title tonight um yeah when i i'm gonna pick like stuff from like later on in their careers but maybe not the most recent if that's okay jt that's fine bill you know that's fine just because I don't listen to like newer albums from older artists that much. So I'm going to pick like later career stuff. Like, but I'm giving myself a criteria here. Okay. Anything post 2006. Okay. That is my criteria. Anything post 2006. Yeah, well, sure. when I get to my next artist, I might talk about another album that's pre 2006, but. Okay, you know what? Maybe I should give myself a prank. You know what? We're going to move up this criteria here. Anything after two, 2000 and later. You got it. Sounds that good. That is buddy. my criteria. Anything 2000 and later. Okay. Well, Whatever there's only going to be one that's pre like 2006, and we'll talk about because I got two for my next artist. So over to you, my friend. All right. My next pick for albums that you should check out by older artists. Bill might find this one very interesting. Actually, and I just saw them live not too long ago. I saw Tears for Fears live, ladies and gentlemen. Tears for Fears just put out a new album called The Tipping Point. And honestly, I listened to it again the other day from start to finish. This is a modern masterpiece. From I guess the band that wrote Everybody Wants to Rule the World and Shout. Shout, shout. Let it all out. Let it all out, kids. Are there things I can do with that? Come on. Yeah, that same band put out their first album in 18 years. Kid you not, this is a new release in 18 years. And it was critically acclaimed. And they this might be one of the most underrated albums we talk about tonight. Because it's by Tears for Fears called The Tipping Point. And I heard a lot of the songs live when I saw them. They play like seven or eight songs from the record. It's like 10 songs too on the record. But it's like there are some really solid but solid songs on this record. The title track is one of them. The tipping point. Stay is great. It's their first album in 17 or 18 years. It's so good. It's such a great journey through this relic record and it just came out this year too in 2022 it just came out and i'm like this is a great record i love this record from start to finish automatically like so when when, when i well just when I put this out there but when i have when i hear people say like oh well you know like uh when i hear stuff like, like oh there's no like you know 
Like rock isn't charting on the Hot 100, but that doesn't mean great albums by rock artists are not coming out. This is this is a great testament for how good new older rock bands can put out new material. Like the Tipping Point is a great record by Tears for Fears, and yet it came out in 2022 and not like it came out so late in their career they waited a long time to make a new record. But that doesn't mean like oh just because it's not charting on the Hot 100, rock is dead. It's not dead, ladies and gentlemen. It's a not charting on the there are still plenty of people listening to rock and roll music there are still plenty of artists out there listening uh, plenty of fans in the u.s listening just want to let you guys know if you go to europe rock and any country in europe the main music they listen to is rock italy ireland germany you name it rock bands go there and they have like regardless of whatever it is it could be metallica it could be tears for music it could be paul mccartney and the, the festivals out there are huge. For our UK listeners and our European listeners, shout out to you guys. But Tipping Point proves that great albums are still being made, especially in the year 2022. So the Tipping Point, I highly recommend you check it out. It's a solid record overall. And just because it's a, by Tears for Fears, that 80s new, if, shut up. It's a great record. You, you definitely should stream this one 100%. Bill, do you have any take on Tears for Fears? Do you like them overall or what? Uh, I like a few of their songs. I like, you know, the I like Everybody Likes to Rule the World. Shout. I do like Shout. Yeah. Uh, there's another one I like called Head Over Heels. It's so good. Um, Sowing the Seeds of Love is another one. They're a really underappreciated band. They got great material out there, truthfully. Like, really underappreciated, underrated material out there they're that good like they're they're so good and people just take them for granted they do like they're, oh they're another band from the 80s now, but the, the tipping point proves that you can have a brand new an older artist put up brand new album and it's great what well, they don't want to listen to bad from the 80s they want to listen to cardi b i like it like that do 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 yeah forget <laughs> it but the tipping point this album is fantastic. I uh, it's art pop, it's pop rock. If you have not heard it, I mean, stop from that when you saw them. They played at least they played seven songs off of the record. And it's it, it received universal acclaim when it came out. It scored an 85 out of a hundred on Metacritic. Whoa, for those, of, for those of you keep track at home. So if you've not heard Tears for Fears, the tipping point, get on. It. it is a great new record that proves that rock is not dead. It's not dead at all, guys. Great albums are still being put out by rock artists. You just have to find them. Ten gems here. Rock's there. not dead. It's not dead, ladies and gentlemen. It's not dead. It might not be charting, but that doesn't mean it's dead. Because there's plenty of people listening to these songs and plenty of people listening to these artists. Just saying. So, anyways, I digress. Bill, what is your next pick? Okay. I have two by the same artist, if that's okay. What do you got? Okay, my artist is another Jersey boy. Ooh. If we have any listeners in the great state of New Jersey, you guys are awesome. Yes, we love you. Us us in New York, we love our New Jerseyans. We, we make jokes about you sometimes, but... They make jokes about us, too. It's okay. What was that? They make jokes about us, too. It's okay. Oh, it's a friendly relationship. Yes. So what do you got? Okay, Bon Jovi, the two albums I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is Crush. Ooh. Good. From 2000. We'll talk about Crush first. Go ahead. Now, this is why I, the reason why I I moved up the criteria from 2006 to 2000. Well, one, because of this album, and two, because another album I'm going to talk about in my next turn. Yeah. But (coughs) this was, believe it or not, Please do not laugh. My first exposure to Bon Jovi. I'm not going to laugh. That's totally fine. I, I, I almost expected that. Really? What is that supposed to mean? Well, I mean, you were born several years before me. And you were very young when this album came out. Yes, I was born in... <clears throat> <laughs> exactly. But seriously, though, Crush, talk to me. But no, this was an album that... This was an album that in um, 
they went on a five-year hiatus from 1995 and then and then they released this album which was which hold on look at the charts which hit number nine on the billboard 200 and we all know what the big single was off this song it's my life it's now and never yes it's i ain't gonna live forever yes bill i love that song it's so good i just love that freaking song to death it's so good dude it's so good it's also a it's also a it's also a um it's also a tribute to if you listen there's actually a line that's actually a shout out to to what living on a prayer oh tommy and gina won't back down right yeah it goes this is for the ones who stood their ground tommy and gina they never back down Tomorrow's getting harder, make no mistake. Yes, Bon Jovi. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this album was sort of their like resurgence. Oh yeah, they were exposed to a new generation at this point. Like this was the and you know another album I'll be talking about in a second, but this is the beginning of <coughs> of Bon Jovi's. introduction to a new generation absolutely and like this was my introduction to them yeah there you go this was my introduction to bon jovi because i was born years after like living on a prayer wanted dead or alive you know slippery when wet new jersey i was born years after that yep so this was my introduction to the band nice dude and so yeah that's the first one the second one is this was in 2009 oh okay talk to me it's the called bon- the circle you're so sick of bon jovi so we're talking about the circle okay and there's their sequel album the square <laughs> the square coming it's fall 2011 i'm just kidding and I just got to say to John Bon Jovi, please call Richie Sambora, make, kiss and make up. I agree. Richie please, was guys, great. just kiss and make up. I think Richie just left. He's retired. Well, I think, well, no, I think the problem is he made a comment. John Bon Jovi made a comment towards him and John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora said, yeah, screw this. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you off camera. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but anyway, the first, the first line of the, the first song is, no, yeah. it's not a circle sound. Even though the album is pretty round, would you say it's well-rounded? Uh-huh, insert the puns for all these circles here, man. I'm so pro-circle, you. Um, <laughs> the i love his opening song we weren't born to follow i love that song i love that song so much and i love that song we weren't born to follow that song was freaking amazing this one goes out to the man of mad miracles this one goes out to the ones we need it's so it's such, good. like this is like like here's what i've always said about bon jovi like they can do the same thing for 30 something years and it will still be amazing I agree. Now, listen, when some bands try something new it makes you scratch your head a little bit but yeah they made it work well when some bands just bon jovi just kept doing the same thing and I think for some bands that works for others. It doesn't. I agree. 
What are your favorite? Other than We Weren't Born to Fall, are there any other favorites on the album for you? Uh, Superman Tonight. I love that song too. I like When We Were Beautiful as well. That's a good one. And you know what? There was a track, I think it was released as a single, but it didn't come on the album. Oh, really? It was actually a cover of the Ben E. King song, Stand By Me. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, it was with him and an Iranian singer whose name escapes me right now. And what's very interesting is the Iranian singer is singing the lyrics in English. Yeah. John Bon Jovi is singing the lyrics in Persian. That's crazy. Wow. Because, folks, Iranian is not Arabic. It's Persian. Yep. Absolutely. You closed-minded. Read a book. Read a book, people. Books are good for you. Or at least Google, or if you don't, or if you're too lazy to read, just Google shit. Yes, Google. Google helps everyone out. Use free information. It's good for your brain. Yes. But anyway. But I love this album too, dude. It's so good. Yeah, but yeah, but no, I think it, yeah, because I think these are albums or that introduced Bon Jovi to a new generation of fans. Yeah, and we were born to follow was one of his last hits on the Hot 100 too, in 2009 or 10. I don't know if you knew that. JT, we were not born to follow. We were not born to follow. Ain't that the truth? I don't know what we were born to do, but we weren't born to follow. I agree. <laughs> uh, right. is, it, is it my go? It's your go, my friend. All right, we're going to take it back to the 80s with this artist, but their, their most recent album is that good. I was now full disclosure, everyone. Simple Minds. They always say, "Don't you forget about me?" But Walk Between Worlds. This is where my knowledge of music gets really crazy. Walk Between Worlds by Simple Minds is a showstopper, incredible record. The album cover is pretty cool too. It's just a guy with like like a broken TV thing. You know, like like a screen. I got to tell you guys the truth, as I always will with my viewers and with our viewers. This album. So my, my first exposure to Simple Minds was obviously, obviously, don't you forget about me, Alive and Kicking, Once Upon a Time, so the 80s stuff. I listened to their, for some reason, I don't know how I, I saved this record on my Spotify account. I saved it and I... I saved it on my Spotify account, which I have. And I was like, all right, I, I like the album cover. I'll check it out. I wasn't sure. Holy God. Holy crap, guys. This album was awesome. It is a modern take on the new wave 80s sound with modern production, modern modern effects, but it's still simple minds. There are some great tracks in there like Magic, Summer, the title track, Walk Between Worlds. There are some very, 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 very good songs on this album. And I was floored. uh, If you could take Muse and put them in the 80s, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, good for you. If you could take Muse from like the 2000s and put them in the 80s and have them keep putting out content for the next 30-something years, that's crazy. And there would be something like this. Simple Minds, an 80s new wave band, had this album... I didn't even hear it until I saved it. I was like, whatever. I like the album cover. Let me save it. And then I streamed it not too long ago for the first time. From start to finish, it's so cool. It's like a, like I said, it's a modern take on the new wave sound of the 80s. It's not 80s sounding, but it's very, it's very modern production. But this album is under simple minds is a band is underappreciated they still put up they still put up music to this day like i give you an example i sent this link to from spotify to my friend um andrew shout out to you uh and i know he's not watching or listening but i'd want to hear have him hear me out for a sec i sent it to him and i said hey stream this you will not regret this he's like who's simple minds and i sent him don't you forget about me he's like it's the same band? I said, yeah, that's how out of touch some people are nowadays with certain artists. Like Simple Minds is still pointing out great music to this day and no one cares about it. 
because oh it's a new simple mind they're only known for don't you forget about me or whatever that would drive me crazy that's what, that's why i want to do tonight's show was because there are so many other great albums and songs by these artists that are not hits or not well known in general and they're just that good like the the track summer on this album magic like it's a really really solid album and no one has even heard of it in the mainstream because like all they think about is don't you forget about me like Bill, isn't that crazy that is crazy and no i didn't forget about them <laughs> i mean i think that they're really talented they have a new album coming out soon too and i'm this album made me want to say you know i really think i think i might go see simple minds now and jim kerr and all them you know to go see them live if they're going to tour because let's face it this album is great but no one has ever heard of it that's why we're trying to expose them here tonight while you're listening to us like if those you're listening to us on spotify podcast Simple Minds Walk Between Worlds is a great record. If you're on Spotify listening to us, you're on your, if you're on podcast listening to us, check out this album on Spotify now. Like stop listening to us and stream this album. It's that good. Simple Minds, I would go see them because I love this album that much. I was in shock how much I like this album. I mean, and it just it's like I said the sound of it is very modern production. But it's like 80s new wave is back in a modern context. It's a really cool record. And no one's ever heard of it because, oh, Supermines, don't you forget about me, whatever. They have that one number Those one. Are song. Sort of stuck in that niche, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like they're exactly. They're stuck in like they're, we're known for our eight. Like Tears for Fears almost is the same way. You know what I mean? Oh, we're only sort of stuck in their number. box. We're stuck in our 80s box where we can, where we know if we play the album, if we play, Everybody wants to rule the world. And if we play Shout, we know we're going to get a good crowd out of it, a good crowd reaction. But Simple Minds playing stuff off this record, it's incredible. 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 You ha- if you have not streamed Simple Minds Walk Between Worlds, get on it. It's that good. Bill, any take for Simple Minds? Well, I remember a couple weeks ago when we did our artist that you thought were one hit wonders but they're not yep and you i didn't know that simple minds had another song until you told me because i usually know them for don't you forget about me yeah they have alive and kicking all the things she said once upon a time there's three or three or four other hits right there so so anyway i love this record but yeah bottom line guys check out simple minds walk between words if you get a chance it's really good bill what's your next pick I'm going a little bit of a di- different direction right now. Okay. Which way are you going? This is by the late, great Ray Charles. Do tell. What do you got? And this was actually his last studio album. It's called Genius Loves Company. Okay. Like, his last studio record ever? This was his last studio album before he died. Interesting. Okay. Do tell me more. Um... Okay, um, I actually got this for a birthday present years ago. Mm-hmm. So this was recorded in two thousand three, <clears throat> from June two thousand three to March two thousand four, and Ray Charles sadly passed away in June of two thousand four. Yeah, very sad. He and was released in August. If you haven't heard any of Ray Charles stuff, get on. It's really good. And and he does great. He does great duets with artists such as Nora Jones. Mm-hmm. James Taylor. Ooh. Natalie Cole. Yeah, she's good too, yeah. Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John, of course. He does a... They do a duet version of the song, Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word. Oh, that's cool. And I think that is a very underrated Elton John song, by the way. It is. It's very good. Um, 
But there's two songs that make me really think that it really sounds like that really sounds like he's at the end of his life. And one song is with Willie Nelson called It Was a Very Good Year. Mm, yep. I don't know if you've heard that song. It was um, most Frank notably Sinatra. covered by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I know that one by Frank Sinatra, yep. He goes, when I was 17, it was a very good year. Yeah. It goes... 17, 21, and 35. Mm-hmm. When I was 17, when I was 21, when I was 35. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Because what really makes me think is that last chorus of the song, that last line goes, because, you know, it's sung about someone who's reflected on their life. Mm-hmm. And like the last, the last, the last lines of the song are, and now the days are short. I'm in the autumn of the year. And I think of my life as vintage wine from final kegs. From the bring to the bread, they poured sweet and clear. It was a very good year. That's pretty good. Yeah, and I did that all from memory. I did not even look up the lyrics. Good for you, Bill. Memory of an elephant, folks. It was a real one. But... But yeah, those are like the what when you look at it, those are those. It's kind of like Ray Charles looking back at his at his at his life. That's and cool. you know, another song is and this is common. It's a duet he does with Johnny Mathis for "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Like I didn't know if he knew he was going to die or not, Ray Charles. But you know, "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" because. Okay, yeah. side note here, um, a friend of mine who I used to work with, Cassie, if you are watching, shout out to you. Um, she was a <coughs> music therapist intern. Okay. At a hospice. Yeah. And one of the big songs that people requested for them to pass on to <coughs> was, oh, was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, wow. Because, you know, now that I think about this in Ray Charles's context, is that he's going over the rainbow. Yeah, no, that makes he's sense. Going to the other side of the rainbow. He's leaving this earth. Right. So, yeah, I think these are just, I think all of these songs, even though they're not his songs, it's a reflection of his life. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of his life. It's a reflection of, you know, he also <coughs> does work with, um, like I said, James Taylor, Alton John, yeah, Willie Nelson, Kingdom. Van Morrison. Wow. So I think this was his, his send-off. It was a very good send-off, too. And the and the album hit number one. Nice, awesome. That's cool. And he won a few Grammy. This album won a few Grammys too. Oh, that's great. You know what? That brings up a serious question. What do you got? Why do artists all of a sudden do better when they die? I don't know, Bill. That's a good question. You know, we should do we should do a thing on that. We should. That'll be one of our next topics. We do. One of the many. Yeah. We got a big, big ass long list of things we want to do, folks. So we have plenty of coverage and stuff we want to talk about. So don't worry. Um, any other comments from Ray Charles, bud? No, I think I'm good. Next. All right. So at one point on our YouTube channel, I did call this man underrated. I still stand by that but he's not he's on the cusp of it he's not really i think his new stuff is very underappreciated i think his new stuff is underrated personally but i think because his old stuff is so classic timeless whatever but brian adams brian adams uh his his two most recent albums called uh no well 
is most three. We'll, we'll talk about one of them, but uh, I'll talk about Shine a Light. <coughs> is from 2019. He's, he just put out a new album as well called uh, So Happy It Hurts, which is brand new. Came out this year and it's really, really, really great. Check out that album as well called um, So Happy It Hurts. But this one, Brian Adams Shine a Light, this album was, again, you talk about new older artists releasing new content that's just that good. This is a testament of that. Shine a Light, the title track, gives me hope every time I hear it. And And that's something that I personally love about this album. 2019, he released Shine a Light. And it's that good of a modern day rock album. It's that good. And it, no one's even heard of it because it didn't even chart the Billboard 200. He just put it out. It, this was an album that didn't even chart Bill. Did you know that? <coughs> did, did I ever tell you this? Tell me what? That this album by Brian Adams, this Shine a Light album that came out in 2019, did not even chart the Hot 100, chart the Billboard 200. Oh, it didn't? You know, it, it, this album did not even chart the Billboard 200. It did not even chart. And I, it, it boggles my mind that someone who is so incredibly talented, super awesome at what he does with Brian Adams, who is a world-renowned guy, can sell out any venue possible, and yet his album doesn't even chart in the U.S. In Canada and England it did. Canada, the UK, parts of Europe, Asia. But this album did not chart in the US for some very United States of America listeners to us. Stream Brian Adams as soon as you can. He's much more than just Summer of 69. I'm a valid guy. Or everything I do for you. Open up to his other stuff. Open up to Brand New Day. Open up to uh, Go Down Rock and open up to Shine a Light. Open up to. You know, because Shine a Light, he co-wrote with Ed Sheeran. I don't know if you knew that, but he co-wrote Ed Sheeran with that. Uh, that's How Strong Our Love Is, is with Jennifer Lopez on this album. So he's a really well-known guy, but none of his albums nowadays even chart. That sucks. He's so good. And no one's even heard of some of this stuff. I, I am because I'm in that fold of like, I love Brian Adams. He's so cool. I get it, but look, Brian Adams, Shine a Light, and, and his most recent stuff is really good, guys. It's really good music, really good stuff. I saw him on this tour at um, at Jones Beach, and he put on a great show, too, co-headlining with Billy Idol, mind you. But he just, I don't get how a guy with such mainstream success in the 80s and 90s his newest albums are not even charting like period they go out on shelves and no and no one cares but when you go see him he'll play like it's a couple songs off the record title track maybe another song here or there that's about it it boggles my mind that brian adams does not get the love he deserves he's that good bill am i right or wrong <laughs> well i think because we talked about this before he's known for either summer of 69 or the ballad guy yeah and he's sort of put in that niche, if you know what I mean. It sucks that he's put in that niche because he has so many other great songs. Have you ever loved the woman? It was the number one hit. No, no one remembers that one. I, I haven't even heard that one. It was a number one hit in 1994 or five. Have you ever really loved the woman? It was a number one hit, and you've never heard. It. That's what I mean. He's got so many other great songs, and Shine a Light is a, a great example of that. The whole album is great. And even his new album with songs like Kick Ass and um, So Happy It Hurts. Like, these are great albums that no one pays attention to, and they should. It's that good. He's still going strong, just not doing chart hits. It's ridiculous. Like, not like out, like, not like so single wise, but like album wise, it's not even charting. Like, Bruce Springsteen's most recent album charted number two on the Billboard 200 and stayed there for a little while. This one didn't even, his most recent albums didn't even chart there. Like it's at the same time period too. I don't understand that. It's very sad that Brian Adams does not get the love he deserves in my opinion, but that's me. Yeah, because he's no, 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 
most for adult alternative. Adult contemporary, yeah. Adult contemporary music. It's so ridiculous. Hello, welcome to the adult contemporary station where we will play this music while you have a nice cocktail. It, it just boggles my mind that Brian Adams... Here's Brian Adams. Baby, you're all that I want when you're lying here in my arms. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand how Brian Adams, a guy who is a world-renowned icon, singer, respected photographer as well, does not get the love he deserves to shine a light or even So Happy It Hurts or even the one before it, which was... Um, um, not brand new day. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's it, like his past three albums are great and they don't even chart anymore. It's sad. It is sad. Like he's such a good writer. He wrote the title track with Ed Sheeran. You'd think, oh, well, he's not going to be. No. no, 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 no. Brian Adams is a fantastic artist. Why don't people open up to those other stuff? I have no idea. It's ridiculous. It's sad. I mean, like he's co-writing stuff with, with Jennifer Lopez. I don't know. It's just, it's sad that he doesn't get the love he deserves. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that he actually. Folks, this is a hill that JT is willing to die on. I'm willing to die on the fact that Brian Adams is that good of a writer, that good of a singer songwriter, and no one even pays attention to him anymore. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very sad. So I, I, I'm going to, before I go off on a giant tangent, Check out Shine a Light. Check up Get Up and check out his most recent album, uh, So Happy It Hurts. So, So Happy It Hurts, Get On Up and Shine a Light. Three albums by Brian Adams. There's some really great stuff on there that no one pays attention to on Spotify or in general. So, there's some really good stuff in there. Brand New Day, Shine a Light, Kick Ass. There's three singles right there. So, Brian Adams, his most recent albums, check it out. Bill, what do you got next? Okay, we're going to Sir Elton John. Ooh, talk to me. His 2016 album, Wonderful Crazy Night. This is actually a good one. Go ahead. I want you to talk about this. The Wonderful Crazy Night that was. This is a good one. Go ahead. Yeah, I was actually just listening to it. This saw this album is just such a fun album. Yeah. It's Again, another example. A fun album to listen to. Another example of a fun, uh, another album that is incredible, but no one really knows about it. This is the first album he did with the band in 10 years. Before this, the last album he did with the band was 2006, The Captain and the Kid. Yep, I remember that. And I remember seeing an interview with him, and he goes, well, you know, I wanted to write some fun new stuff, so, so like stuff you could party to, because every time, you know, when I go on tour, when I when you play the new stuff, that's when people go to the toilet. Yeah. Because they don't want to hear the new stuff. They want to hear the hits. They want to hear the hits. Crocodile Rock, I, I, you know, you name it. He's got a lot of them. You think all the artists are like, okay, here's something from our new album. Boo. Okay, come on. We got to play the new stuff. And then if you make, then we'll play the hits. We promise. I think I, I, I wish more people would open up to newer stuff, truthfully. That's why I love the fact that we're doing this tonight. Like, like that's the, I think people are just, people just get so comfortable. People just get so comfortable with the hits. They don't want to branch out. I agree. I agree. From Elton John, you don't want to hear Wonderful Crazy Night. You want to hear your song. You want to hear Crocodile Rock. You want to hear I'm Still Standing. You want to hear... I guess that's why they call it the blues. You want to hear that stuff. Yeah, I'm still standing. I just said that. Oh, sorry, my bad. Misinterpreted you. You are forgiven. Thank you. Um, I agree with you 100% on this, but if you want to keep going, go ahead. But yeah, it's, it's just such a fun album, and... What JT was saying about Brian Adams, people open up to the newer tracks. Thank you. Open up and like, listen, when they play new stuff at concerts, don't go to the bathroom. Don't boo. Listen. Like, JT, let me ask you from a sociological perspective here. Yeah. 
when you go to concerts and they go and the band goes, okay, we're going to play st- some stuff off our new album. I appreciate a, it. Do you get like a gist of the crowd? Are they like, like with uh, the song, like with the songs end and people are applauding, it's more like a polite clap than a, yeah. The most recent time was actually with Tears of Fears when we were talking about that. Uh, Tears of Fears, they played three songs and they played a lot. Of, they played a good balance between old and new, but they played seven songs off the new album, which I was fine with because I like the album. But not everyone did. I mean, not everyone did, of course, but they, they, it, it, you're right. That was kind of a polite clap. It's more it, like, a, OK, you played the new stuff. Now let's hear shout. But, let's hear yeah. everyone wants to rule the world. There were some people like actually singing along to it, which I would find very promising. So. But very yeah, that's like with Elton Johnson. He goes, you know, I want to play fun new stuff. That yeah, exactly. You know, because the new stuff, that's what makes people go up and go to the toilet. Paul McCartney said it best. Like, whenever we play an old Beatles song, you know, you guys go crazy when you guys play. But just like any other concert in general, JT. Yeah. Do you do you ever notice that when a band plays a new song, the crowd sort of like, eh? Yeah, no, I, I I've noticed that a lot. I mean, when I saw Def Leppard, they played like. One song off their, was 2018. They played one song off their most recent album, and everyone's like, Oh, what is this? This is good. I've never heard it before, but it's good, you know. And they're like, Okay, Journey, same thing. Like when I went to go see, <coughs> when I went to go see Def Leppard in 2015, yeah, I remember Justin was looking up something, he goes, and it said, Don't worry, on this tour, we're not going to play. We're not gonna play any. We're not gonna play anything off our new album. Yeah, that's the, that's the album I was referring to, the Def Leppard title one. But just if you're going on a tour to promote your new album, you should play stuff from your new album. Yeah, play like at least three tracks. That's all you ask for. Three new tracks, then then play the rest of your hits. Yeah, so even four. How do you react to any bagels? Okay, we're gonna play stuff off our new album. We're gonna play this is a song from our new album. I I actually got into it because I, I like a lot of the new stuff. Truthfully, I mean, whether it be from Elton John, Paul McCartney, whatever. That's me though. But you know, like this is just such a fun album. And you know, I think the general message of tonight's episode, open your mind when they play the new stuff. Thank you, Bill. Open your mind, you know. Even if you don't like it, hey, you know what? At least you gave it a chance. This is a PSA from Bill. You know, you might not like the new stuff. But listen, I've listened to news. People have recommended musical artists to me. They've recommended new songs to me. Yeah. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I don't. And if I don't like them, you know what I say? Goes, okay, you know what? Not my cup of tea, but I could see why somebody would enjoy this. Exactly. Not particularly, it's not particularly my cup of tea. But you know right. what? At least I gave it a chance. Exactly. No, I completely agree. At least I, or like, you know, if a new artist comes out with a new new album and I don't like it, I'll say, you know what? Wasn't for me, but you know what? I gave it a chance. Yeah. I'm not just going to totally write off something and not listen to it. Right. Like, so anyway, the message of tonight's episode is <coughs> folks, don't be afraid to listen to their new stuff. Try new stuff. New things are fun. Yes, this has been a PSA from Bill. This has been a PSA from Bill. All right, what's your next one, JT? It's actually my my last one I have, but it is really good. Just came out this year, and I recommend all of you check it out. I mean, if you're a fan of, like, 80s rock, not necessarily new wave, but, like, stuff like John Heartland Rock, like John Tom Petty or John Mellencamp, who is the artist I'm going to talk about, John Mellencamp. Uh, a strict, hold on, strict young-eyed Jack, strictly one-eyed Jack. This album was great. Came out this year, his first album in like three or four years. It features Bruce Springsteen on three songs, which that's what caught my attention. Oh, John Mellencamp's releasing a new album. John Mellencamp, for those you don't know, he wrote Pink Houses. He wrote R-O-C-K in the USA. He wrote... um, Oh god, I'm like I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. He also drew like a Jack and Diane. He also wrote a authority song. The guy's been around the block. He's a super awesome guy. But this album came out back in March or February. And 
The only reason I heard about it was because Bruce Springsteen was featured featured on three songs. But I gotta tell you guys, this was a great record. Strictly a one-eyed jack by John Mellencamp is so good. It makes me proud and makes me happy that there's a new rock album by an older artist that is just that good of a record. I mean, I don't know if you guys are John Mellencamp fans out there, but the dude is just that good. I'm going to talk about, you know what? I'm kind of glad JT. What? That you brought up John Mellencamp. Why is that? Because I actually just thought of an album that he released in 2007. Sure. You can go next. Oh, okay. You still have stuff to say? Yeah. I want to finish up a couple of things. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So he started, he started in 20, he started in 2019, early 2020 to record. And it actually came out in January of this year, January of 2022. Uh, it's funny, actually, the song Did You Say Such a Thing is kind of like a ripoff of, of um, Van Halen's Finish What You Started, which it actually sounds identical, which is pretty funny. Uh, a Life Full of Rain is really good. Uh, it received a lot of praise from critics, but um, it's just 12 songs. I Always Lie to Strangers, Driving in the Rain. I'm a man that worries. Streets of Galilee, Sweet Honey Brown. Did you say such a thing? Featuring Bruce Springsteen, Gone Too Soon, Wasted Days, featuring Bruce Springsteen. Simply when I jacked uh, the title track, Chasing Rainbows, Lie to Me, and a Life Full of Rain, featuring Bruce Springsteen. It's a 48 minute record, so you're getting like 12. You're getting 12 tracks for almost an hour's worth. That's pretty good, actually. If you think about it, like the songs are not super long, which is good. But I mean, I'm all for this stuff. I love it. Um, but strictly when I jack, check it out. It's really, it's John Mellencamp's latest release, and it's just that good of a rock record. It's good, that good of a modern day album. So just want to check it out. Uh, Bill, you had one. Uh, yeah, because I can, I can only think of one song off this album. It's called Freedom's Road. Okay, hold on, let me get to it. Uh, what's the album called? Freedom's Road. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Duh. Go ahead, you talk about it. And there's one song that I love off that album. It's called Our Country. Okay. It's just about the greatness of our land. And, you know, the song actually gained popularity because of the Chevy commercials that they that the song played in. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, it's like what really could show from someone who has went to communicate who went who has a degree in communications and says took some advertising courses. Yes. Play a song you play a s- song in a commercial that will make people go and listen to it. Yeah, like for instance the Amazon commercial with like the I only have eyes for you. I started listening to that because the Amazon commercial. Does it work? Because the flamingos I only have eyes for you was uh from the <laughs> the Amazon commercial, the Prime commercial whatever it was. Oh, that was for this year or that was this year, yeah, or last year, I forget. Oh, the Jean Baptiste song, or no, no, it was an, it was a song from the fifties on the Amazon commercial, Amazon Amazon Prime, whatever it was. I forget. It was really cool. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, um, this is really the only song off that album I know, but I think it's a good song, and I think what he says, you know, how he's trying to, how Mellencamp is trying to fuse the sixties into contemporary sound, which makes Mellencamp a very unique artist. He really is. Mellencamp's really good. If you guys haven't heard of John Mellencamp, shame on you. Get on it. Shame! Shame. He's really, 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 really good. Um, but he he's that that good of a an artist, John Mellencamp. If you haven't heard because I'm realizing for his his songs, his main his 80s hits, but like if you actually like, get to know some of his other stuff, it's really good. Like the, the most recent one was like the uh the most recent album was the one I was talking about was strictly one I jacked. That's really good. So I liked it a lot. One I Jack. Yeah, it was it was so good. Again, January 21st, 2022. One two one two oh two two. That's when it was released. There you go, everyone. Well, that's but, interesting. Yeah, strictly one I jacked, though. Check it out. It's really good. Check out Bill's album you talked about too. Um, it's solid, solid, solid material from John Mellencamp. It was that good. So, uh, do you have any other picks? But I'm, I'm good after this. I think I'm done. Well, 
in that case, everyone, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. And as always, we do this every week, Wednesday nights, live in the evenings, EST. And we don't have a set time. We just do it whenever in the evening. It's fine. We do it evening. Between now. six and eight. Between six and eight. Um, but thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. I want to thank Bill, as always, for tuning in and helping me out. And uh, you can check out his podcast. Check out Sports of Saturday podcast on the Sports of Saturday Network. Check us out on all platforms. They are so good over there. They do such an incredible job. Could not be any happier to be a fan of the and Don't forget to check network. out on, um, on, sorry, I want to give a quick plug for something. Check out this Monday. We're most likely going to be doing a live stream of the Home Run Derby. So check that out. Ooh, cool. So yeah, check that out. It's going to be fun. We always have Definitely. a good time when we do those live streams. They they and I, I they do such a good job over there. Seriously, and the, the, if you if you can't find them, check out the description of this video. So check it out. But um, they, 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 give, they, a, give us your time. Listen to us. That they really, really like us. Send us money. Yes, send them all the money in the world if you possibly can. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks so much for watching, and listening. Though you guys are outstanding. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next.